Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. So for today, I've got an interesting one. So if you know anything about me or maybe you're new to the podcast and you've never really heard of me before, I'm your host, Nick Dyson, but I'm actually a huge fan of leadership and personal development. I'm actually a member of the John Maxwell team. I'm a certified speaker, trainer, coach with the John Maxwell team. And so all things leadership, personal development, I love. I read the books regularly and those types of things. But ultimately, personal development ties in very closely to spiritual development and growing as a Christian. So I'm all the time seeing parallels and things that I see in personal development and I think, oh, that can help me in my Christian walk of life. Or, ooh, this is a great idea from the Bible. Wait, this makes sense in business and leadership. And you see those crossovers regularly. And that further just proves how much the Bible is relevant to our modern, everyday society. So for the second episode here, I wanted to dive into what are goals and specifically, should Christians set faith goals? Now, that already on the surface sounds very odd, and everybody I've run that topic idea by, they gave me a really weird look, and then when I explained, they understood where I was going. So bear with me. Hopefully, uh, you will enjoy this podcast episode as well. So before we even dive into the specifics of should a Christian have faith goals, let's first even just define what a goal is. So if you look up a definition of a goal, here's a good definition for you. A goal is something we want to achieve, attain, a status we want to reach, or an ability we want to learn, etc. Other things that could fall in line with that. So just based on that alone, is that transferable to the Christian realm? Well, not exactly, but we can adapt it some. So when we think about goals, goals will actually give you an incentive or something in the end to strive for. But truly for a Christian, there's no end goal. You don't reach a pinnacle and you say, oh, I have reached the top. I am now the perfect Christian and I'm done. We don't reach that level. So there's really hard to set a true goal as a Christian in that sense. You also run into the issue of striving for things or striving for holiness in some way and you become legalistic. So again, goals are not exactly good in that sense for a Christian. But what if we adapt the goal some and tie in some of the characteristics of goal setting to our Christian walk of life? Now, if we do that, this is a total game changer and we've got something different on our hands. And so when I started outlining and and looking at this topic, I hopefully have have got a few things down that will really make you think about Christian goals. So let's look at three things with goals and what helps goals come to fruition. And then let's consider those three traits and how they relate to our faith. So the first thing with a goal is when you set a goal in life or business or leadership, whatever it may be, that goal takes commitment. So a goal without commitment is ultimately just a wishful thought. So you think about it and say, well, I want to lose weight. 
yeah, that's great, but unless you have the commitment to diet and exercise and be intentional about that, it's just a wishful thought. You may say, oh, I want to get in shape and build muscle. Okay, do you have a gym membership? Do you have weights at home? Do you have a friend that has an in-home gym that you're going to go work out with them? What do you have to do that? Otherwise, it's just a wishful thought. You have to have the commitment to follow through and to go out and do it. If we do not follow through on what we say we want to do, we will not grow and we're not going to reach what we want to be. Now, when we think of that in a biblical perspective, the Bible is actually full of that thought about committing yourself and following through on what you say and, and wanting to grow and do more. So I wrote down a couple verses for you to give you an example. Proverbs 16.3, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. There it is, commitment. You commit to the Lord and what you're thinking and ultimately what you're doing are going to be committed or established in the Lord. Psalms 37 and verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. There again, there's that interesting word, commit. It seems almost as if God was trying to get us the idea that commitment to him and the ways of God are important for us to grow and to prosper or progress as Christians. Imagine that. Commitment takes us from maybe writing down an idea to taking action on it. The problem is action can be the easy part. Simon Sinek gave a great example of people who go to the gym, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase and try to give you the best that I can of, of this example. But Simon Sinek, who is considered a, a leadership expert, writes a bunch of books. He writes and he says that you may go to the gym and want to get in shape, lose weight, and you go to the gym for a day and you get home and you look in the mirror and you see nothing. You go to the gym the next day and you come home and you look in the mirror and you see nothing. Well, clearly nothing's working. There's no progress. There's no improvement. So, you know, there's nothing going on. It must be wasted time. But what we fail to see and what we realize is that it takes the commitment to continue and to go back daily and to continue to pursue those things. We don't become Bible scholars overnight. We don't grow in our faith and prayer life or our Bible study overnight. It's not a one-day change and instantly we know everything there is to know about studying the Bible. It takes commitment and following through and regularity, not to the point of legalism or where it's a checklist item where it's I have to read my Bible an hour every day or I'm not good enough. You can get into those types of things, but if we truly have that desire and we have committed ourselves to the ways of God, we will want to go and study and read and pray and do those things and seek out those things. So this leads us to the second part of a goal. And I've already hinted at it some, but it's intentionality. And I will be completely honest with you. I feel like this has turned into another Christian buzzword. And there will be other Christian buzzwords that come up on this podcast, and I'm going to be a little more critical of those. 
because I almost hate using anything that turns into a Christian buzzword. It frustrates me because we get it and it's trendy and ooh, everybody can say it and we use it for everything. But I'm going to give a second word to partner with this word intentionality that'll make it a little more real. And this is the word that I've actually already been using in the podcast. Goals take consistency. So being intentional is the idea of intentionally going and seeking out and doing and taking action. More beyond that, goals take consistency. While salvation and faith through, or through faith in Jesus is a one-time action, baptism following accepting Jesus as your savior, savior is a one-time thing. So many things in life are not one-time things. Think about the example of going to the gym. You can't go to the gym one time and call yourself an athlete. That's not how it works. You can't diet for one day and instantly become healthy. That's not how that works. So many things are not based on one time. They're based on the consistency and doing it over and over and over again. You have to make it part of your routine. Let me actually back up. Not routine. You have to make it part of your life. You have to make sure it's part of what you desire and want to do regularly. I will even make it a little more personal. If you have kids, do you play with your kids one time and then sit back and feel like that's been enough and you've done good enough on playing with your kids? If you're married, have a fiance, girlfriend, spouse, whatever the case may be, do you spend time with them just one time or for just a couple minutes a day and sit back and say, well, that's good enough. They've had enough of, of me and I've given them enough of my time for today. They should be grateful or something like that. I'll even make it a little funny. Do you spend uh, just very brief moments or very rare instances with your dog or your cat, a pet? You know, those aren't one-time things. We don't sit and grow a relationship with anybody or any pet or anything based on one time or just very brief interactions. But I'm afraid in our modern society, we've started treating God with our time as, well, we attend church, so that's enough. Not really. Or what if, well, we pray over our meals and we attend church. Surely that's enough. Not exactly. It takes consistency in your relationship with Christ. You have to seek him out daily. You have to talk to him and build that relationship and grow in him daily. It's not a once in a while. It's not a when it's convenient. It's not when I feel like it. It is daily and routine. Even think when Jesus was giving the model prayer, he said in the model prayer or um, that often quoted prayer, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say give us our weekly bread, give us our monthly bread or our annual dose of bread. It is give us daily bread. Even Paul in Romans, he writes, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That verse is quoted quite often, but one thing that a lot of people fail to recognize, Paul's writing and the wording that he's using is continuous action. 
renewing your mind is a regular thing. It's not once, it's not even once in a while, it's regular and it takes consistency. And I will go as far as to say that you don't have to have it on a strict schedule. It may help you to plan and say that I'm going to spend the first hour of my day in prayer and studying. It may help you to say I'm going to spend the last hour of my day before bed reading and studying, praying. It may be that your schedule is more inconsistent. Maybe you have varying shifts at work. And maybe one morning you spend it early in the morning. Maybe another day you spend it in the evening and another you spend it late at night doesn't matter when you spend the time with the Lord. What's important is you spend the time and you're consistent in it. That is what is most important is the consistency of it. Not from a level, again, of setting some expectation of I have to reach this number or I'm less than. And I'll be honest, there are days that I struggle and I fail. There are days that maybe I've overslept and I lose my prayer and reading time in the morning. Maybe instead of an hour, it's 15 minutes. I feel terrible that I've neglected that time and that I haven't done what I felt like I needed to do. But there's instances where I do come short and I don't succeed in the way that I expected to. But I make it a point to not let that become a habit or habitual. I don't want it to be something where I fall short one day and I lose track of my time one day and then it turns into two days and then four days and then a week and a month and next thing you know I'm not reading or praying or studying at all. That's easily where you can fall into but it's important to seek out the Lord daily. So if you have the commitment, you have the consistency, then we need to continue. Why? It's so we can make progress. So last thing about goals is goals take progress. So here's the key. We can fall into legalism if we are doing things simply to check a box. The I read this amount or I spend this much time in prayer and we can become boastful in that. The question really is, are you closer to God based on what you are doing? Is the time that you are spending helping you to become more intimate in your relationship with God? How is your family life or your spiritual walk improving? Because if you're doing these things consistently and with the commitment of wanting to grow, the evidence will be in your spiritual walk with Christ. You will see that progress. You will see wanting to grow and do more. Maybe you only get to read your Bible for 30 minutes a day, but if you are learning and growing, it is progress. Some people may read their Bible three hours a day and can quote anything that you want to from it, but if their heart is not in what they're reading and they haven't learned or grown from it spiritually, what are they gaining from it? That 30 minutes of good quality Bible reading where God is speaking to you and you are learning and you are growing as a Christian is far more important than three hours a day of sitting and reading for just simple memorization. Because as you read and you learn and you grow, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your mind what you've read and what you've learned versus us trying to do it in our own self and our own mental capability of trying to memorize everything. Don't get me wrong, memorizing scripture, learning scripture are good. I know a lot of 
kids in Sunday school, that's part of it. They learn Bible verses and memorize them. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we focus so much on the memorization and we neglect spiritual growth from reading God's word, that's where the problem can come from. So for this, determine why you want to progress and why you want to grow. Do you want to be closer to God? Do you want to have a closer relationship? Determine your why or the why that you are doing these things and then commit to a plan or a goal and stay consistent and you will see progress. So unlike goals in the business world or for personal development, there's often an end point. And I mentioned that when we started the episode. There's often an end goal. You reach a certain level and then you're done. You've achieved the goal. Even think about it if, say for me, I like to lift weights and I want to build up and be able to lift a certain weight. Or maybe it's in business and you say, I want to be promoted to this role or this job. Once we hit that, we're then faced with the realization that we didn't plan for anything after. And we have to create a new goal or a new plan. For our faith goal or faith goals, we should desire to get closer to God daily. Not just in general, not just say, yeah, I need to read more. No, make it intentional and focus on the goal that you want to get to or the progress you want to make. But do not put an end on it. Make sure that it is an open-ended goal, which is counterintuitive to what you're taught goals in personal development and leadership, but for faith, there's not an end point. These Christian goals, they don't have a true end point, and they should not become just simply daily habits that we do just because we feel like we have to. They should become something that we want to do because we want to grow closer to God and we want to have a stronger relationship with Him. That is why I think Christian goals can be important if done correctly, but they are quite a bit different from business or personal development goals or even fitness goals in any way. So when you think about Christian goals or setting faith goals, can Christians or should Christians use them? If the goals are strictly like they are in business, where you have a start point, an end point, and you're trying to achieve certain check marks along the way, then no, I don't think goals are beneficial. You're going to fall into legalism and striving for something to attain some level or status. But if your faith goal is set focused on progress, that you want to get closer to God, you want to read your Bible more, you want to learn and study, or you want to be more intentional with your time that you're spending with God, those are the types of goals that I think could very much benefit Christians. And I think in that you can set a Christian growth plan or something like that, and that will actually probably come up on a future podcast episode, a faith growth plan or a Christian growth plan. But don't be afraid to set some plans or some progress goals. Just don't reach the point where you're making it so strict and becoming just a checkbox type of system. All of Christianity is a relationship. Our entire faith is focused on a relationship in Christ and a relationship with God. If we neglect that or move away from that, then that's hurting us and our growth. Don't focus on a goal or an action or some item in some way. Focus on growing and building your relationship. And if you can use a goal to do that, great. But if not, 
just focus on learning about God, growing in His love, and building that relationship. This has been another episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I would like to just take a moment to thank you for listening to the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe, follow along. You can find us on social media. You can find us on anotherwell.com, as well as all the major podcast and media platforms. If you do enjoy the content and you would like to help us out, it would mean a lot if you would leave us a comment to rate us or like the podcast, whatever is available on the platform that you are using. And please join us again every week for another new episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. along. You can find us on social media. You can find us on anotherwell.com, as well as all the major podcast and media platforms. If you do enjoy the content and you would like to help us out, it would mean a lot if you would leave us a comment to rate us or like the podcast, whatever is available on the platform that you are using. And please join us again every week for another new episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast.